Hello, and welcome to the Stupid Sequels Podcast, where we find truly terrible movies and give them all the attention they don't deserve. Each episode, we'll discuss exactly what made such a horrible sequel, from casting to budget to just plain bad writing. While we all love a great movie, there's something just a little more fun about watching a seriously stupid sequel. Now, while there are plenty of awful sequels out there, we have a few guidelines about the kind of movies we'll be reviewing here. We're talking about direct-to-video, made-for-TV, never-appeared-in-a-theater sequels. The ones the studios gave up on before they even started. This week, my guest is Alex Rizel. You might sound a little familiar. And we will be discussing Lion King 1.5, the sequel, midquel, sequel to The Lion King. Hello. Hey. That's right, guys. Two in a row. It's a combination of uh, Chelsea is lazy and we live together now. Mm-hmm. So um, yep. he's been told that he's pretty much going to be my Ripcord podcast guest. So expect to hear a lot of him. Don't like it? Fight me. Um, it's a bad idea. Don't <laughs> fight her. So yeah, <laughs> he knows. So yes, I'm so sorry we had to skip uh, August, but uh, we moved from our respective apartments into our house it's a very nice house uh renting a house we're not full-grown adults yet why are you trying to roast me on my own podcast i just wanted to be clear let them think i'm grown okay yeah we're renting it uh but yeah we both got rid of our apartments he got a new job we both had family shit go down it's been a rough month so i skipped august and this is september's episode and it's late deal life happened and i had to do shit you know the first weekend was a holiday weekend and it like the first day of the month was the saturday supposed to go up or whatever yeah it 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 was just like i didn't actually move until august 21st i had to push my move-in day like it's been hell guys like be grateful i came back to it at all (laughs) lee that's the sound of a kitty cat. It's our lion. It is. We have two of them. Hi, Lee. Come here. Get up. Come on. Get up on your couch. There you go. Talk to the microphone. <laughs> that is the sound of a kitty cat sniffing the microphone. He's very interested by all of the wires. We're just watching a cat now. This is very fun for our audio listeners. I'm, just, I'm waiting for him to flop down. I know it's coming. Watching a silent cat. <laughs> Do it. Flop, Lee. Tis your birthright. Yeah. I'm going to leave all of this in. <laughs> So that you guys can revel in the sound of a cat discovering podcasting equipment and wrapping himself in all of the wires. That's how he does. It is how he do. If he's not on top of a wire, he can't sleep comfortably. Yep. All right. Um. So he wanted to do Lion King one and a half last time. Yes. But we had just done Lion King two. So mm-hmm. I was like, it's too close. Yep. But then I'm like, you're being my Ripcord podcast guest, so we're going to do Lion King one and a half. Yeah, plus being busy and all. 
helped with research. Yeah, and we watched the first one together. Yep. So we we had some thoughts to share while we were, and I'm like, this is why we can't watch the sequel together. Like he kept being like, can we just watch the sequel together? I'm like, no, because we'll have the podcast discussion while we watch the movie. We have to do it separately because the two of us can't get through a movie without talking. That is true. It's a problem. Like we once tried to watch a 30 minute episode of a TV show, and it took us three hours. Yeah, at least. I mean, it makes for great roommate shit, but um, very annoying for anyone around us who's actually trying to watch the show. Yeah. And very annoying for you when you actually want to watch the show. The Expanse did not go well. I, I tried with The Expanse. I really did. It was just very slow. Well, I'm hoping that we get bored enough of you and sick enough of each other we can go back to it someday. We will. But we tried to watch The Expanse. While we still had other shows like waiting for us, you're like, well, let's pause other shows to watch The Expanse. And I'm like, mm-mm. Nope. The only one we've been good about is Trial and Error. Trial and Error. We, we're good on that one. Yep. We do occasionally have to pause it to laugh so hard that we're crying. <laughs> um, the baby muse you hear behind us, that particular one is Lee. Uh, there is another baby mew. Uh, waiting in the kitchen named Gizmo. Oh, no, he's right there. Oh, Gizmo's behind us. Um, yeah. So if you hear some... Hello, Lee! If you hear some mewing, it's um, it's our own personal Lion Kings. Mm, they, are, they demand to be treated like kings. They are both Alex's. They are his floofs. They are his babies. Uh, well, one of them is floofs. And one is Fat Daddy. <laughs> I will post pictures of them. Oh my goodness, just for effect. I have to get a picture right now because it's like all three of you in the same like section of the couch. No, Gizmo, don't move. Gizmo, no. Gizmo, no. There we go. This is the fascinating world of podcasting, y'all. Like, you know when a podcast is like absolutely silent because they're taking pictures? This is why. It's cute. Um... So we have podcast cats now. One step closer to my favorite murder every day. Did I say that? Maybe. Um, <laughs> so Lion King one and a half. Mm-hmm. So the original movie is the Lion King, obviously. And I'm not going to go into the full details of the Lion King like I usually would because I've already done it before. I'm going to do some of the uh, general big facts, but the really picking apart every part of the original, we're not going to do because I've already done it. Um, so the original came out in 1994 with a budget of 45 million. It made 968 at box office. God damn. Um, the sequel came out in 2004. Uh, no details on budget or box office, obviously. It was after two, correct? Yes. So the or- that's the confusing thing is the order goes one, two, one and a half. It's counterintuitive mathematically, but yeah. Chronologically, it makes sense. Which part of me, like... I mean, it's obviously, like, an abbreviated version of the first. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like, do the fucking second one. <laughs> Just, like, jam it on in there. Um, so the original returning cast is everybody, pretty much. Uh, uh, Nala? Yep. Matthew Broderick as Simba. Cam Clark as his singing voice. Moira Kelly as Nala. Nathan Lane as Timon. Ernie Sabella as Pumba, Robert Giam as Rafiki, Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech Marin, and Jim Cummings as Senzi, Banzai, and Ed, the uh, hyenas. The only ones that were replaced were uh, Rowan Atkinson did not return as Zazu. Um, I and don't think Zazu had any new lines, though. He did. Oh. Uh, it was Edward Hibbert 
who was on Frasier, uh, and also a movie such as The Prestige. He has a single line, which is, Look, sire, how they kneel before the new king. Mm. Yeah, I can get not getting Rowan Atkinson back in the studio for that. <laughs> um, and young Simba was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but obviously he's no longer a child. So he was replaced by Matt Weinberg for basically some like B-roll, like off-screen foot, like audio. Yeah. Like it's not a lot. Um, no, but didn't we have that whole conversation about uh, Nev Campbell? Yeah, it's just fucking Nev Campbell. Like I'm just like. <laughs> I get like, oh, we'll cast Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, all them kids, they do love the JTTs. But, like, Nev Campbell, who the fuck was that for? Like, Dave. I mean, had she been on, what, Party of Five at that point? I did not know who that was until Dave brought her up. Oh, um, well, she was, ob- she was in the Scream trilogy as Sydney. Okay. So that's what I knew her from. Um,. Yeah, Party of Five. That's what she was in. Um, but yeah. You know, kids movies. Kids movies. Like, <laughs> Scream. You know, like all the kids. Sure did love that Scream. So weird. So weird. Um, so, uh, Julie Kavner um, is Ma. She's the voice of Marge Simpson. Very noticeable. Very noticeable. Um, and Jerry Stiller is Uncle Max. I'm not going to tell you all the things Jerry Stiller is in because it's a million and four. <laughs> um, the, I mean, the only places you see really big differences uh, are the creative team. Like the original score is done by Hans Zimmer and the sequel is done by John Harper, um, who did do uh, music for Doctor Who and he did the music for Lion King 2. Um, and uh, Lebo M, who did the like the vocal music uh, also did the music for Lion King too. So they pretty much just took the same creative team from Lion King two and copied it over. Which is interesting. I don't know what the pitch was to get Lion King one and a half made. I do. Please enlighten me. <clears throat> the theater nerd is about to come out. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the Lion King is Hamlet. Yes. Are you familiar with, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I have heard of this. It is an absurdist play basically told by two minor characters of Hamlet. I remember the characters, yes. Yes. So essentially, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead are two characters who are in Hamlet being like, man, that's kind of fucked up how, like, the king died. Yeah. Did you hear Hamlet was, like, talking to his girlfriend and his girlfriend was talking all crazy? That was mad weird. And they're two characters talking about the play that's happening that they're barely in okay so lion king one and a half is rosencrantz and kilmster they're dead okay it's so fucking clever i love it (laughs) i feel like i was not reading hamlet with the cool english teacher in high school so i think he brought that up and that's why i heard about it yeah yeah rosencrantz and kilmster are dead is a really good play it gets compared to, like, Waiting for Godot a lot. Like, it's, like, really weird and absurdist and, like, there's no point to it. But, like, it's fucking fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Um, in some countries, it's called Lion King 3 Hakuna Matata. There you go. Which I'm like, fucking do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you want to call it. So, some people would call this a midquel, which, like, uh, Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas is a midquel because it's, like, 
Here's something that happened during the course of the first movie that you didn't see any part of, hear any part of. It happened in the middle of the story. Mm -hmm. Lion King 1 and a half is at best a prequel in its first 10 minutes. Yep. And then the rest of it is happening happening concurrently to the rest of the movie, which would make it a sequel. A sequel. <laughs> so, it's a pre-mid sequel. It's a lot of things. It is. And I'm proud of it. It's doing a lot. Yeah. I'm proud it, of you. It, yeah. I mean, that's a bold strategy to be like, hey, we're going to make a movie talking about how fucking great our movie is. <laughs> like, it's a bold strategy. Um, when did TV start getting into the super meta stuff? I would say around 2004. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's right at around that time. Well, when did The Office come out? The American one. I don't know. Chelsea is Googling. This is her. You had a question about Eric Andre. Yeah. He's in the new one. Yes. And a character I don't know. So, in the original, the hyenas are named Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Mm-hmm. One of which is a Swahili name. One of which is a Japanese name. One of which is Ed. Yep. So, they renamed the hyenas three Swahili names. Ah. Mm-hmm. Eric Andre does make sense as a hyena. Doesn't he, though? So, the American office came out in... 2005, motherfucker. There you go. The, like, self-referential looking at the camera shit. But it is very much, and let's just get into it, it starts with the format of, like, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yep. Where it's just, like, the silhouettes, they're watching the screen. That was one of my notes. Yeah, that's that's not at all a new... No. A new idea, but just that it became like, kids can handle this. This like meta level that characters are aware of their own existence. I mean, that's a lot, but okay. Like, Well, okay, so I'm not as familiar with mystery science theater as I probably should be given who I am as a person. You um, really enjoy it. I'm sure. Um, the characters aren't actually in the movies they're watching though, right? No, they are... Two guys in a robot reviewing the movie. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, having the movie, having the characters reviewing it being the characters in the movie, I was also waiting the entire time for them to, like, have a camera crew in the way. Yeah, and, like, there were, I'll get it, I'll get to it closer to the end, where it's like, so are Timon and Pumbaa watching an actual thing that happened to their life? Or are Timon and Pumbaa watching a movie that they were in? Because they they seem to bop back and forth on which well, it is. Okay, didn't did you hear about this? Um, I think it was a cracked thing, so you might have. Um, what well, was like? The we guy was in uh one of the world wars, I think, and he was like in an African portion, and he basically like almost single handedly won a battle. And then Hollywood said, we'd like to make a movie about it. And he goes, you can't. It's so unbelievable. They wouldn't think it happened. So he either wrote as well, but I know I think he was involved in either directing or starring, Mm -hmm. maybe all three, reducing down what actually happened to him in the movie. And that's what I would imagine this being is like, it happened to them. But then they were involved in telling it again, and now that's a thing that's there. 
I see that a lot of times where it's like some like it's usually like war hero movies or something like that where it's like no 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 what actually happened is so fucking crazy we had to tone it down yep like oh like oh I'm thinking the one of is in Gladiator the whole like oh man like gladiators are so commercialized it's like oh that yeah. it was even worse there were literally like billboards of like I'm Achilles and I only drink Toga Cola like it was that fucking like legitimately commercialized and they had to like tone it down for the movie yeah. it's insane so it starts off with them uh watching the Lion King and Timon's just singing what we all sang. When you couldn't understand <laughs> the intro to Lion King, which is "What's on the menu is Pumba. <laughs> it's a llama penguin in pajamas. It's a llama penguin in pajamas. Do you know what that actually translates to? No. It's in Zulu, not Swahili, like the rest of the movie, which is endlessly confusing. Like everything else in the movie is Swahili. Intro's like mm-hmm, Zulu. It's a, it's a lion. Oh my god, a lion! Here's a lion. Here comes a lion. It's a lion. Look, there's a lion. Here's a lion. Look, it's a lion. It's the deep intro. Yep. I feel like that was part of just like the, you know, Africa. It's all one Establishing. thing. Establishing. And Simba means lion. Yes. So, real no. creative on the names. Um. Just like uh, Jungle Book. Yep. The other one they recently did a live action of. Okay, and on that front, and I know I said it in the last one, can you call it live action if everything's going to be CGI anyway? Um, I would assume since someone actually had to act it out, okay. But then also, are we just calling the original Snow White and um, Sleeping Beauty live action? Because I'm pretty sure those were completely acted out, filmed, and then those... They sketched over it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. And, like, maybe they're doing, like, insane motion capture or, like, I don't know. But, like, I feel like calling it live action is weirdly deceptive. I'm like, remake. Just call it a remake. Yeah. And, like, they're like, oh, the live action Dumbo. I'm like, because there will be humans in it. Yes. If I see a human in Lion King, I'll scream. I better not see a goddamn human in Lion King. Don't. Do it. Anyway, um, so they're watching the movie and mm-hmm. Timon immediately starts fast forwarding through and Pumbaa's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, we're not in this part. It's boring as hell. And he's like, well, we were there. He's like, yeah, but they don't know that. They know we're watching them. Mm-hmm. So whole other element to this. And that, they're like. This fourth wall breaking everywhere. This is a sixth wall break. They're like, floor, <laughs> break it. Ceiling, break it. Fourth wall, break it. There are no walls. Um, and they're like, well, we were there, but, you know, let's tell it from our side of the story. And they rewind the whole movie back. So they were starting a movie in the middle of a movie. No, they were starting it at which is the beginning. Of Lion King. Yeah. But then they rewound. Well. Ah. Yeah. Ah. And we're not talking like DVD skipping chapters. We're talking physical rewinds. Oh, God. Yeah. So the footage of the story from their perspective exists. Oh, God. Fuck. Yeah. How pissed would you be? You just go to a movie and you're like, oh, they're just going to cut me out. All right. I filmed a lot ahead of time. (laughs) 
I thought this was the Timon and Pumbaa story. The the levels of meta are uh, they're breaking my brain. Okay, okay. Uh, real quick, since we're on the technology, I will mention why this movie actually like I wanted to do it. Oh yes. So, born in ninety, Lion King was part of childhood. Yeah. This is what. Um, and I watched it constantly. Having Lion King one and a half come out in two thousand four, I was already fourteen, so it's kind of different. And uh, this is why you'll see, I got here. I'm pretty sure I rented it from Blockbuster. Oh. Yeah, like so it was a one time watch. Oh. Right, I had to do the dead technologies together. In the arms <laughs> of the angel, there's only one. I know. There's one left. That's the one with um. Russell Crowe's loincloth, right? I think so. I think it's in, like, Oregon? Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Because oh. they have terrible streaming speeds and Far stuff. Far away. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> like, obviously, I love the convenience of Netflix and Redbox and all that. But there's something about the ritual of, like, mom being like, get in the car, we're going to Blockbuster, where you're just like, fuck yes. This Saturday's gonna be lit. Did you have the, that moment where you were like, I finally get to go into X aisle? Where yes. it's like, yeah. The PG 13 aisle. And you're just like, I rented Napoleon Dynamite from a blockbuster. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yup. Yup. I, I like, that's legitimately the last movie I can remember renting from a blockbuster. And then when Blockbuster started renting out video games. I, because I have fucking ADD, I play a game. If I don't beat it in a week, it's dead to me. Like, if I get stuck on a level for more than a day, I'm like, I don't want to play it anymore. It must have been a godsend for you. So, huh? must have been a godsend oh, for you. Oh, it absolutely was, because my parents got so pissed. Like, we're not buying you another $60 video game for you to beat in a day or try for a day, give up on, and never play again. Oh, God. We didn't know what we had. Yeah, we did. We gave it up. Netflix, if you could do video games, like, beautiful. And it's supposed to be like... Uh, I know Gamefly exists. But... Yeah. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I haven't watched TV in so long. Well, basically, because, like, now you're not buying a physical disc, you're buying a download of a game for this exact reason. They can oh. charge each individual person for a game, and there can be no sharing or reselling or passing down. It's like textbooks. Fuck and you. It's so much data, too. Yep. I hate that it's still discs. Um, like, just give me a flash drive with, like, a 20 gig flash drive. Yep. With a game on it. Uh-uh. We won't get into it. No. We won't get into it. So, uh, they're talking about Pride Rock, and they're like, how can a rock be proud? That's stupid. And Timon's like, I think it's because Pride, because, like, it's a pride of lions. And he's like, yeah, you're smarter than me, aren't you? <laughs> um, and... As they're rewinding slash zoom, they're not rewinding. They're zooming out. Oh God! They zoom out. This remote control was amazing. <laughs> when I was a young meerkat. <laughs> when I was a young meerkat. Uh, and they start singing "Dig a Tunnel," which is a bop. Uh, it's basically a remix version of what song? <laughs> it's like the intro, right? But remix. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's good. Before the hyena comes. Those hyenas traveled a very long way to then not eat anything. 
Yeah, um, it's also a meerkat, so a long way might not be that long. True. Um, um, but I would also like to think that that song, The Digging a Tunnel, is a pretty good uh, metaphor for the movie as a whole. Taking the original, mixing it up. Dig a little deeper. Dig a yep. little deeper. Um, I really it. appreciate that all of the meerkats are not copy-pasted. Like, each one had its own face shape, its own nose size, its own color, its own body shape. Like, except hair color. Mm-mm. They were all like a tan, except Timon was red, his mom was red, and his They uncle. were blonde, they were dark, they were almost black. No, for real. Like, okay. They, they went legit. I was proud of you, Disney. That would have been a very easy thing to copy-paste. And it would have kind of been like, but he's not one of them. Like, Yeah. Um, I kind so, of felt that way, because I thought he was the only redhead. He is the only redhead, but there are like multiple <gasps> blondes, multiple brown. Like, Even meerkats don't like gingers. Oh. Simba's a ginger. They're all gingers. All the lines are. Except for... Scar. Oh, I was reading today. Um, there's a 90% chance that Simba is Scar's son. Because basically in lions, an increase in testosterone uh-huh. means that you're better at fucking. Uh-huh. And it makes your mane darker. Oh. Yeah, you went deep. <laughs> so, uh, Scar was real good at fucking. But he'd have to have the ladies touch or let them... Let him touch them. True. Other thing, mm-hmm. then he's definitely Nala's father. Oh, yeah. Because they're the only two lions with green eyes. Yeah. That's for sure. So, Simba's fucking were... his sister or his cousin or both. Those are the options, folks. <laughs> I feel like Nala had a different mom, so definitely cousins. I mean... I mean, they have siblings. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, so the only meerkats besides Timon that have names are Ma, great name, and Uncle Max. Um, so Timon fucks up the whole tug. Okay, also, they, none of them say his name the same way. Oh, I noticed. I'm so glad you figured that out. Timon! And the mom says Timon. Mm-hmm. And Pumbaa says Timon. And. Okay, and I said this in the last one, but Simba feels like that person who's trying to be so politically correct, he overpronounces people's names. He's like, these are my friends, Timon and Pumba. I'm like, Timon and Pimba? Simba, like, fucking chill. Uh, no, like, but in the same line, two characters will say Timon's name differently. Oh, yeah, I noticed it. And I think we brought that up on the last one. That's something I noticed for some reason. So yeah. I'm glad you picked up it's on it. Very irritating. Um, So. I swear they just like handed him scripts and were like, that's the name. Yeah. So they. Just waiting for a Timon. <laughs> and they call him Timmy occasionally. Which yes. I get that. So all they do is dig to hide and hide to dig. It's no fun. Nope. Um, so at one point, Ma walks uh, Timon out to the Pride Lands. He's like, do you see that grass? Oh, and- we did. Mm-hmm. You skip over when uh, he broke down the tunnel. Did you skip that? Oh, he broke the tunnel. But how did he break it? He put in a skylight. He needed to add a skylight because it was too dark and drab. I mean, true. <laughs> uh, but his mom's like, yeah, like, okay, I understand it sucks to be in a tunnel. But look, 
like see everything the light touches it belongs to someone else so get back in the hole such wonderful parallels and she's like really thought you were going somewhere else that's like well it wasn't (laughs) um they have this weird element where max has like a flat top and like clearly has like ptsd yes And I waited for her to be like, you weren't there. I was there when the hyenas came. They came in droves and I was the only, like, I was waiting for that whole monologue. It never came. And they continued with the, um, that weird, the general has to have a whip mm-hmm. with it. Yet, like, I don't know why that's a thing in Disney movies, but it's a char- it's a character trait that is required. Yep. So there was, um, so in... Akuna Matana, there's the whole verse where it explains, like, how Puma came to there. So there was a whole verse where Timon explained his, but it got cut. And mm-hmm. they basically extended that verse into the first ten minutes of this movie. I, I wish they did some of the Puma backgrounds, too. I, yeah, Puma's just like, I'm alone. Because reasons. And I know I'm going to jump ahead real fast, but when they met up, I was like, just cut out have them be like, and this is where we got together. And Pumbaa goes, well, how about we show my intro then too? And they're like, of course. Just added 10 more minutes to the movie. Or even if they're like, well, let's show where I came from. And Tron's like, no one cares about you, Pumbaa. Anyway, back to me. Like, they just ignored it. Even that would have been funny. But like, they're just like, Pumbaa is just alone. I think someone had trouble animating warthogs and were like, as little of those as humanly possible. Uh-huh. Because his whole issue is that he's a big, fat, farty pig. I'm like, you have to assume that they're all big, fat, farty pigs. Yeah. Is he just the fartiest? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so they decide Timon's going to be a sentry. So he has to like keep watch and make sure the hyenas don't come. And they you know, scurry, sniff, flinch. Scurry, sniff, flinch. Uh, he does that for approximately 10 seconds before he gets bored. And immediately the hyenas are like, ha Like, pop out from behind a rock. And he sings, uh, That's All I Need. And he has a whole fantasy of, like, the life he wants. And it's, you know, waterfalls and hammocks and frothy coconut drinks. And this, the music, like, drops away for, like, the last five lines of the verse. And I'm like... It's so a little early. This is what musicals look like in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let me know if you thought of this. When he was singing that, I was like, did he just keep his eyes closed for a straight two minutes? Because the hyenas weren't hiding that much. No. So, I think he was just spacing. Well, he clearly closes his eyes when he starts his dance. Mm-hmm. And then he clearly opens them later. And I was like, was he just closed the whole time? Was that, that dance sequence his fantasy? And he just kept his eyes closed and was like, I'm living it up. I'm guessing so. Yeah. Because I felt like being a sentry wouldn't be too hard. You could have your dance numbers. Just keep your eyes open. Uh, your cats are reenacting the most tragic scene in the first Lion King movie. On the stairs? Yeah. Gizmo was Mufasa. They ran away. He got it. Oh, okay. But Lee was trying to come up the stairs and Gizmo just pushed him down. Gizmo was Mufasa? Gizmo was Scar. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Gizmo was Scar. Well, that's good. I like Gizmo standing up for him. Gizmo's like a year and a half younger than Lee. Him, and he's a floof. He's a floof. He's um, a little baby. So immediately the hyenas are there. And he's like, ha ha, I thought beans were the only musical fruit. Decently funny line. Ha ha. Yeah. Especially to anyone who really loved Lion King 1. You're right at that age. That's wonderful. And also, um, I can't quite tell how big meerkats are. Because it seemed like in some scenes, 
like hyena next to meerkat the meerkats were like shoulder height with him Mm -hmm. but when he licks max max is the size of his mouth yeah i'm like so are meerkats like palm sized or are they like cat sized do you are you talking like real world or just in that animation yes (laughs) real world they're like eight to nine inches tall i think yeah yeah so they're like a like a tallish guinea pig I mean, definitely not up to hyena's shoulders, but also not as small as hyena tongue. No. Yeah. And, like, when, like, Timon is laying on Simba and, like, can wrap both of his arms around his toe. Yeah. I'm like, how big is he? I can't tell. Like, but, yeah, inconsistencies. Yeah, it's standard. So, uh... They're all running around screaming, all of the meerkats. And uh, Shenji's like, that's how I like them. Scrambled and a little bit runny. Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> uh, and then it switches to QVC. And Timon's like, Pumbo, you're sitting on the remote. And he's like, my <laughs> that's bee. a good one. <laughs> Is it QVC and Disney related in any way, shape, or form? I have no idea. Because everything else that they brought in, you were like, okay, that's Disney related. I'm sure they have the rights to it. It's no big deal. I don't know if it actually said QVC or if it was just like a QVC parody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think QVC is ABC though. Then yeah, that that would work. Tie up. Yep. Well, now Disney owns all. Oh. Um, don't remind me. Why? You know I hate it so much. Okay, but when that fucking Disney streaming platform comes down and it has everything, it's gonna be glorious. Eh, we'll see. Every Marvel movie, every Star Wars movie, and every Disney movie and TV show, the jam. Like, okay, dingy Disney, if you're gonna be stingy with your shit, put it all together, make me pay for it that way. I would happily, like, if fucking Disney brings out their streaming service, it's like, well, it's three Star Wars movies. Not any one from the same uh, trilogy. Nope. And like just the first season of Lizzie McGuire, eat a dick, get fucked. If it's just like, here's everything, I will drop an additional nineteen ninety nine a month. Did you hear Nickelodeon's just got like all of it somewhere now? I was at the theater yesterday and they were just like, hey, your childhood clearly directed at me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. One of the podcasts I listened to is advertising for. I can't remember. Does it start with a V? Which podcast or which thing it's called? Verve? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That um, was a mistake. Hey, whatever streaming service that is, you want me to advertise? Ring a ding. Stupid at gmail.com, bitch. Um, we have no allegiances. All of the meerkats escape, some only with the skin on their butts, as is Disney tradition, it feels like. Yep. Um, and they're like, mm, my bad. And they're like pissed off. And like, usually when it's like, we don't like you cause you're different. I'm like, leave them alone. I'm like, mm-hmm. they have a point. They almost died. Oh yeah. It was, yeah, no, they deserve to be pissed at him. Yeah. Like when Drayton gets all pissed at Ariel cause she like has a couple of forks. I'm like, don't be a dick. Let her have her stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, Timon's people be mad at him. He wrecked shit. He ruins your homes. And streets and schools and just all basic infrastructure. And puts your lives in danger. And yeah. puts your lives in danger. So he decides he's going to leave and find his, you know, corner of the sky. 
And his mom's like, wash behind your ears, swim with the buddies, don't talk to strangers. She was pretty generic at that part, right? Yeah. Just like later where she just starts throwing in Yiddish. Yeah. Yeah, you must sugar enough. <laughs> I mean, Timon does sound like he's from Brooklyn, so it tracks, but... um. So... Then Timon has this whole like heroic monologue and he's like, So with my spirit tie, I boldly ventured off where no meerkat had dared to go to before. I put my bass behind me. I never looked back. Mommy! Like, it just <laughs> dissolves immediately into tears. And Rafiki's like, boop. And he's like, what do you want? And he's like, I sang about it like a good five minutes ago. Did you hear? And he's like, wasn't there. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. Waterfalls, hammock, corner of the sky. Um, And he's like, oh, you want... Hakuna Matata. Uh, and he's like, look beyond what you see. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like looking and he's like, hmm, I don't know what it is. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know, man. What do I really want? Ha, ha, ha. Well, it's really hard to think with all this fucking music. Ha. <laughs> I was seeing the Little Mermaid right there. And he's like, pride rock, pride rock is what I want. Um, pointy rock. Pointy rock. Uh, I do want to add real quickly. Um, for that whole opening monologue, or not monologue, but like songs of like, we're praying for everything. We need to constantly be vigilant. We need to be hiding underground, da da da. Timon walks alone above ground with no one bothering him for a pretty long time. Yeah. 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 I think maybe Meerkat's your problem was if you don't want people to steal your chicken nuggets. Don't put 3,000 chicken nuggets on a pile on top of each other in a shallow hole. Maybe you're less appetizing that way. Yeah, I'll save any more thoughts for the very end. Um, so basically he decides he's going to go to Pride Rock and on his way, he runs into a Pimba. And he's like, yeah, animals give me a pretty wide berth and no one wants to be around me. He's like, love it. No one will bug us. No one has bugged him up to this point except for Rafiki. But sure. Okay. Um, Rafiki was pretty chill. Yeah, I mean, he did hit him on the head with a stick. Always does. He does. But Ma gets him. Uh-huh. She does not get smacked with the stick. She smacks Rafiki with the stick. You know it. Don't fuck with the mom. And nope. so she's like, oh my God, are we friends? And Timon's like, acquaintances. <laughs> We're not friends. And Puma's like, this is the beautiful, or I think Timon says, he's like, this is the beginning of a beautiful acquaintanceship. Would you like to begin your metaphor? Which one? Oh. Okay, uh, there was a part, a little bit after this where I was. Oh, do you want to like, wait till it? Sure. Okay, we'll get to it. Yeah. We try not to talk before we start recording, but we live together now, and it's very hard. Yeah. Um, so. This one was also just to make sure I didn't sound like an idiot. You still might, but I want to record it. Uh... <laughs> so now we're finally back to the intro that we all know the ha ha and they just like walk through that epic shot. They're like, God, it's hot outside. Right in front. It made me feel a little E.T.-ish, though, but I was okay with that. So Pride Rock is all crowded because everyone wants to see Simba get born. Um, and right beyond Pride... And he's like, damn That it. monkey told everyone else about the good spot. <laughs> so Pride Rock's totally crowded, but right behind Pride Rock, there's like a perfect little oasis with like a swing and a pool. It's and Tiny Pride Rock. It's Tiny Pride Rock. Yeah. Is it Sin Rock? Or uh, Wrath Rock? No. Creed? Gluttony Rock? Gluttony Rock. We'll allow it. Or is it Envy Rock? Envy Rock. I was just going to say Cub Rock. 
Instead of all pride, just one look up. Let's go on with the seven deadly sins metaphor, but sure. I know. Um, I just didn't want to continue it. So they're like, okay, let's go to the oasis. And they're like shoving through the crowd of all the other creatures. And Pumbaa's like, I don't do well in crowds. And his stomach starts getting all gurgly. So many fart jokes so were many. made. Yeah. <laughs> one after the other. And he's like, I don't know. I don't like to make wind. <laughs> I don't know. You get a second wind. Don't get all gassed up. Like it's just, and then pulls on his tail, and he farts, and it's a nuclear bomb. Yeah, it's a blast. (laughs) Something gets ignited somehow. Yeah. So all of the animals are like collapsing, 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 and then these uh, these ones who are like past the stink radius are like, oh man, they're bowing. We should bow too. And everybody bows. And then they're like, oh, look, they respect Simba so much. It's like, no, that was a fart faint. <laughs> that was a stink fall. Uh, um, everything uh, was just explained for, like, the first movie was just explained through comedic effect. Yep. Which, like, everyone's like, that ruins it. I'm like, it's funny. Leave it alone. So they set up the, at the Oasis. Um, and Timon's like, aha, perfect for one. And Pumbaa's like, I guess I'll go in. I guess I'll believe. And he's like, well, I guess you can stay. He's like, great. I already made two beds. Um, So he makes a big old giant one for himself and a little tiny one for Timon. But Timon gets in the big bed. Keeping the, the one is a mere cat and the other is a dog. Metaphor going. Yep. Yep. Um. So they wake up in the middle of the morning and they're like, what the fuck is that noise? And it's, I just can't wait to be king being performed essentially on top of them. (laughs) And Timon's like, keep down that racket, kids. And he like pokes the rhino that's supporting this tower of 3,000 animals, which is something we also discussed during the original. We're like, oh my God, that's very impressive stacking. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the part that I was going to bring up because Timon explicitly goes, ugh. The theater district. And I was like, that's the only part that breaks this metaphor and character for me. Why would he be upset about living in the theater district? Because maybe he's trying to run from himself. There you go. So, Timon and Pumbaa are a gay couple. Timon is... It doesn't help that he's voiced by Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane! (laughs) Um... And I think that that might put the idea in the head, but very much it just feels like Timon especially is gay. Yeah. He's and he's being shunned for being too flamboyant. He had to put in a skylight. All of his th- stuff was very colorful and out there. And Pumbaa doesn't really have a lot of friends. He got kicked out of his family. He's yep. just looking for somewhere to belong. So maybe... Timon hates those flamboyant, extravagant people who get to revel in who they are because he doesn't feel comfortable being him yet. Possibly. He's a self-hating meerkat. He is. (laughs) Uh, If nothing else, it proves that two dads can raise a great kid. They can. Um, At least for a couple years. Yeah, so they're like, man, they knocked down our oasis. Damn it. Let's go somewhere else. And they go to the elephant graveyard and he's like, it's got good bones. <laughs> yeah. It's full of bones. They No, everything was a uh, wink and a nod joke. It's just always making so much noise when I do it. Yes. There we go. No. Every, everywhere they ended up was wonderful. Yeah. And 
I want to include more of Lion King one and a half references in my own life. Steam I just home, dream home. <laughs> steam, steam is water. Need water to house. Steam home, steam home, dream home. Yeah. And then river dance away from your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you hear the beginning of all of the epic songs, and they're like fucking a again, <laughs> and leave. Um. Yeah. Rafiki is a realtor. Is entertaining. He's like, that fucking monkey doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's got an eye for real estate. <laughs> so they finally end up at the canyon. He's like, okay, so what it lacks in food and water, it makes up for in dizzying heat and blinding sun. <laughs> um, and then the stampede starts. And I'm like, so wait a fucking minute. A goddamn meerkat outran this stampede. But a fucking lion cub was like, Daddy, save me. But they didn't. They lived. They lived, but they didn't outrun it. They just ended up on top of a wildebeest. Admittedly, the lion cub could have gotten on top of a wildebeest, too. Hello, I'm your king, Neil. Yeah. No, there's some serious animal prejudice going on. There deciding is. who is... And, like, I get it with the whole... Who can we eat and who's lovable and da 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 and you draw the line between bugs like that. And mice. And mice. Like, I kind of get that one, but yeah. Okay, so here's the only part of Lion King one and a half that falls apart for me. Okay. So they're in the canyon the day the stampede happens. Yes. They get flipped onto a warthog, onto a waterfall. Uh-huh. Hello, Lee. Off the waterfall, mm-hmm. uh, they pause it. Timon sings Small World, picks his nose. <laughs> Pumbaa makes a bucket of bugs. Calls out Timon for picking his nose. Did you pick your nose? No, it's got to get from the inside. Um, and then they they end up on a on like a hill of nothing, and they're like, "Oh man!" Like, oh, and this whole time Pumbaa's like, "I'm pretty sure I know a place that's really great." And Timon's like, "Shit, yeah, I'm dealing with it. Don't I don't need to hear your suggestions." Um. Would you say that Pumbaa was like, young man, there's no need to feel down. <laughs> I said, young man, pick yourself on the ground. I know a place where we can have a good time. I'm... Yeah. Anyway, um, so they fall asleep on this like hill after coming off the waterfall and they're like, man, we'll never find anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they wake up and they're like a foot from it. Yeah. And it's, I can't tell if they just, they're naming the place Hakuna Matata, essentially. Yeah, more or less. Okay, so Simba had to run through a desert for a while to get to Hakuna Matata and Timon and Pumbaa were very much like, this is our home. This is where we live. They and took they were... a short way. So here's my here's my okay. thought. Okay. I want to hear the so, explanation. A couple times, they just show this giant rock with waterfalls coming off of it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where that rock is. No. It could be um, the back of Pride Rock. I don't really think so. No. Um, but it is somewhere. And it is near this canyon. Mm-hmm. wherever it is and I think 
Simba didn't know about this sharp cliff waterfall backway and just like went down around the front started to be like Pride Rock is that way so I'm gonna walk the opposite way which just like he just went down one side of that giant rock and then around the outside and then kind of found it on the other side but then when they go back to Pride Rock all three of them roam through the desert yeah you can't go up that cliff you see what I'm saying like like just imagine like that and it's over here and he just goes down and around the mountain to over mm. yeah because they can't go up the side of the cliff with the waterfalls okay yeah that still doesn't explain how they were like oh yeah we've been living here for a while when they've at best been there for 24 hours pre-Simba uh no I felt like they were there for a while no but just like Simba walked through the desert for like a day and collapsed like well yeah but they they had already gone through all their like they had sung another Hakuna Matata song. Mm-hmm. They had gotten bored of doing just everyday stuff and went out and... But that's what I mean, is they were there long enough to get bored. Yeah. In the time it took Simba to collapse and almost die. <laughs> like... Yeah. Anyway, that's the only that's the only part of this movie I have trouble tracking the logic. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that being an issue. So... But yeah, Hakuna Matata has everything. It has dramatic views, a porch swing, a hot spring, fully stocked food. Um, oh, we jumped over him trying to come up with the name Hakuna Matata. I just got to it. Well, then how did they already name it that? So they've got there. Okay. And so then he's like, man, what was the name of this thing? Uh, the, the monkey said it. It was a... Uh, I thought that was before Simba showed up. It is. No. We haven't even gotten to singing Hakuna Matata yet. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't keep our own timeline straight. No. Um, but Pumbaa's cooking and he's like, I made tuna focaccia. And he's like, no, that's not it. And he's like, a spinach ricotta. And he's like, no. And he's like, I gotta love that. Like, there's a million of them. And it's like, ha- or I would say 75% of them are food related. Yeah. It's and, wonderful. And Jamal's like, I can't remember the thing. And Pumbaa's like, oh, well, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> what did you just say? Okay, it's time. Um, there's a show. <laughs> I don't laugh about this for like 15 minutes. <laughs> there's a show that Alex and I oh. very deeply enjoy. And the name of this show is You're the Worst. And I know about maybe four other people listening to this are like, Oh my god, someone else watches this show! It's incredible. Um, I won't even try to explain the show. Basically, it's too It's really, an anti-romantic comedy. It's an anti-romantic comedy. It's on FX. The new season's gonna start in a couple of months. New and final. Oh, but watch it. And basically, watch one of the characters so is super pretentious and very smart. <laughs> and he knows everything. But he's from backwoods England. But he's from England, which like is always... Like the hillbilly, out of nowhere, eight parts of England. So he basically finds out that his girlfriend is clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know how to make you feel better. And you're going to hear how. Hey, so, um, <clears throat> you know, last night when you were crying in your car, all good now, right? Yeah, totally. I'm fine. Okay, good. Right then. Hakuna Matata. Did you just quote the Lion King to me? The Lion what? No, it's a, it's a Swahili phrase. No, I know. Th- 
<laughs> Are you sure you're not quoting something? Just Khalid, the kebab shop owner in my old neighborhood. I mean, the phrase doesn't translate easily to English, but it means that there is not currently a problem. So would you say problem it's a problem-free philosophy? philosophy? That's a tad simplistic, but... Okay, so it's like no worries for the rest of your days? Oh, Gretchen, Gretchen. <laughs> The East Africans live very much in the moment, so it's not a guarantee of smooth sailing forever. That's just childish. But you know what? If you'd like to be really positive about it, sure. Hakuna Matata for the rest of your days. <sighs> God damn it, this show. <laughs> it's, it's so good, and everyone needs to be watching it, and they're not. <gasps> oh, God. I mean, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Matata. <laughs> I love that so, so much. And she just looks at him like, what the actual fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and there's a part later on, at like the very end of the episode, uh-huh. where like his roommate's like, Akuna Batar Man. He's like, do you know Khalid? Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't ever hear Akuna Matata without uh-huh. thinking of you're the worst now. They somehow stole it. They did. They, they took my child and they stole it. <laughs> and I don't care. I love it so Gretchen much. Gretchen and Jimmy would be so happy to hear that. <laughs> you took my child and you ruined it. Great. No, they didn't ruin it. I just can't associate it with anything else anymore. I can't. I literally, anytime someone says Hakuna Matata, my first thought is Matata. Hakuna <laughs> Matata. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, uh, breaking tradition. My favorite uh, <laughs> quote from this movie is <laughs> quote from a TV show. <laughs> 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 it's also just like hilarious considering how bad things are going. In the TV show, by the point time they get to that, oh. and how badly things go afterwards. <laughs> oh. They're just like, mm-hmm. a good joke, right in the middle there. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Especially, okay, just for further, everyone watch You're the Worst. Everyone. Everyone. It's on Hulu. There's no excuse. Um, As someone who... Uh, is in their 20s, is attempting to date, um, and I would guess this extends into early 30s as well. I would say. Um, and has had struggles, um, just generally speaking, especially um, with kind of mental health. Uh, they cover so much, and it's done so well, and it really, um, it helps put a lot into perspective. And it's- I th- it's a very good show that you're laughing and you're like, these are terrible people. Oh no, it's too real. Ooh. <laughs> like, um, but it, it kind of like each of them covers one of the archetypes of mental illness, I would say. Yeah. And I, I just, I can't imagine trying to date without some of the things I have learned from that show. Yes. Like, Pretty much whenever, like, you introduced it to me. Sometimes you just gotta do butt stuff on Tuesdays. I think it's Wednesdays. Did you spit on it? 
Oh. Just the end of the first episode where he's like, what kind of socks you wear? Knee-high, athletic, green and white stripes. You are <laughs> goddess. <laughs> just, they're uh. so bad for each other and also just right for each other. I couldn't imagine them working with other people. They barely work with each other. I know. But they do work with each other. Um... So they launched into a sing-along of Akuna Matata with, like, words on the screen and, like, the bouncing ladybug going over all the words. Which I had no idea even disappeared. And then he's like, Poma, where's the grub? And he's like, bleh. And he just spits out this pad little ladybug who's, like, limps away. And then it, like, half dances through the words and then disappears again. I thought it was just, like, a drunken stupor through the words and actually lined up really well. And then it disappears fully again and is not mentioned. It's like... Yeah. So, he did? He did not make it back. Oh. Um. So, Rafiki finds Ma somehow for some reason. I don't know. Uh. Did she find him? Because she was already, like... No? No, because it's after the end of the speech. She's like, I gotta go find him. Oh, okay. But he's like, I told him to look beyond what he sees. She's like, oh, it's a really nice metaphor. You used a metaphor on my son? He's an <laughs> idiot. He's gonna take that shit literally. And then he used a metaphor with her that you could take literally. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, every oh, a the journey, journey of, of a thousand step miles belongs, begins with a single looks, step. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> good, smack. I'm going to find my son. And then it takes her years, presumably. Yup. Because she leaves pre them finding Simba. Yeah. And does not find them until Simba is back at Pride Rock. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I know. She looked for her son for years. But she never gave up hope. And it was rewarded. Yeah. With a dope new pad. Dope new pad. Um... So, they are doing all the things they like to do. They're chasing porcupines and eating bugs. And then they're bored because they've done everything. Uh, And then they see buzzards. They're like, let's chase the buzzards down. And he's like, oh, yeah. One more of these can't change my life. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Little do you know. Uh, Yes, it can. Because they're Simba. Also, it was fun because in Lion King 1, you were like, Oh, they're coming to scare off the buzzards and save him. And in Lion King one and a half, you're like, oh, they was just dicking around. They had no idea Simba was they there. They didn't even know he was there. Um, so they kind of like yada, 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 saving yeah. Simba. Yes, Lee? He's uh, destroying the couch. Um, He's doing that to the upstairs one. I'm worried. So... They're singing, or the Lion Sleeps Tonight is playing, and they uh, are like, Simba's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I want to drink water. I need to go, like, and he's like, so I'm going to get old walking across this log, kid. <laughs> so funny. Um, And then he wakes them up one more time, and he's like, what? And he's like, I had a bad dream. Oh, and intercutting it all with Jungle Boogie was just wonderful. Jungle Boogie. Um, because Simba's being a reckless little lion. He's jumping out of trees and he's, yeah, you know, he's being a little shit. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's like, come on, get into bed with us. And so they all sleep in their 
giant dog pile, but Timon and Pumbaa were definitely already sleeping in bed together before Simba entered the picture. Oh, yeah. Big A. I mean, serious relationship for sure. They're involved. Yeah. Um, you don't want to just, they could be by two. You never want to just cut it down to just one option. Big A for each other. There you go. We get to that weird, like, half teenage Simba where he's got, like, the half mane going on that, like, we only see for a split second in um, Akuna Matata in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're like, Simba's king of the rock, man. He crunched more crickets. He munched more caterpillars. And he's like, did he slurp more snails? He's like, I don't know. We've never had a snail eating contest before. And... I have to say, Timon went one for one with a lion for a while. A lion, like, in puberty. And he lost by one. Yep. That's pretty fucking impressive. Uh, Yeah. I personally would have preferred a little more, like, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark drinking scene. Because they clearly tried to do it like a shot for shot uh-huh. uh, drinking competition. But it was good. It was impressive. Yeah, they play the good, the bad, and the ugly. The <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Um, And then Timon's like, oh man, our boy is growing up. And then they start playing Sunrise Sunset from Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> oh, they're gay. Because um, you know what he's accepted? The theater district. Um, I feel like when you have a sing-along, uh, not a sing-along, but a musical number during sentry duty, you're pretty much there. Which yeah. is why I was like, that was so early on, it was upsetting to <gasps> me. Oh no. Did they not like him because he was a bad sentry? Or because he was great at musical theater? I, I feel like musical theater just didn't have a role in there. Their society. Just like dancing and footloose. But God, can you imagine those acoustics in the tunnels? I would have sung too. I mean, yeah. Poor thing. Um, So then this is the part, this is the trailer that I think we all saw as the intro to Lion King one and a half where they're all sitting in the hot tub together and it's like bubbling and roiling they're like oh man great day like eating bugs and fucking around Mm -hmm. so chill love this love being me Mm -mm -mm." and then um highly and then puma's like well i'm gonna go and he gets out of the hot tub and all the bubbles immediately disappear Mm -hmm. that scene pushed me over the edge i tried really hard to just say you know, we'll just kind of guesstimate maybe like a couple of years here. I was like, no, I need to see how old Simba is for this scene specifically. Why? Because he had his full mane. So they were about one year. They're learning. They've learned to hunt. They're weaned off their mother. Mm-hmm. They're good. I assume that's about when Simba got kicked out. Yes. Or left. Yes. Three to four years, they reach sexual maturity. I assume that's the age he's at now um, because he's clearly not a full adult yet. He's just very close. Mm -hmm. Um, Full adult, by the way, is five to six. 
Uh, wow, so, Chelsea, you did a deep dive on main colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why we get along. <laughs> so I was like, three to four years, Pumbaa has been the last one out of the tub every single time. And also, the tub was bubbling when they got there before either of them got into it. Well, I thought Pumbaa was always... I've only... I didn't think it was ever bubbling. I think Pumbaa was just always in the tub, period. Oh. Because they had the scene before, and it was Pumbaa and Timon were in, and it was bubbling when they were like, oh. we found paradise. Oh. And then Timon... Or like, it was Pumbaa, and then Simba was either in it with him or just hopped in, and the Timon was coming in later. That's the little baby Giz. Say hello, Gizmo. I'm going to hold the Gizmo on my lap. Uh, eventually, you guys will hear him. He's sitting on my lap right now. Um, so they've been sitting in a fart spa for three to four years. Yeah, and no one's noticed. Nope. Um, so... Nala Just shows let up. him go. No, I want to hold him. If you're going to hold him, then pet him and scratch him and loves him. So Nala shows up and they, they're like, we can't let them feel the love tonight. And they start trying to sabotage all of their romantic. Mission Impossible or James Bond? I didn't remember. Just generic spy That's stuff. not Mission Impossible. No. I think it might be one of the James Bonds. Right? Well, there's a different one for each one. I mean, like the like, that's like the James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it was just generic spy music. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so Nala gets there and they try to thwart the romance with thorns and spiders and bees and a trip rope and butterflies and it it just gets more and more romantic the harder they try. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they see Simba and Nala fighting essentially it's the scene where she's like you have to come back and help Pride Rock and he's like no and they're like ha ha we broke them up <laughs> Um, and then they, they're like oh man that's a weird storm rolling in and you see like the full Mufasa face like form in the clouds he goes uh, the storm is coming to a head ha <laughs> ha <laughs> that's right um god this movie's clever um and then then simba's just gone they're like simba's going back and they're like why again and she's like so scars and they both just tune out and they're like oh my god she never shuts up (laughs) um and so puma's like we gotta go help him and timon's like "Mm -mm, that's not our fight i don't want to i'm not about it uh and Puma's like, well, I'm going to go. And Timon's like, that's fine. I'm in paradise. Paradise is paradise with you or alone. And guess what? It's not. Oh, my God, Alex. What? Maybe a Kuna Matata isn't a place. It's a feeling. Sometimes. I mean, that's quite simplistic of you. A Kuna Matata is a person. <laughs> or a war. Um, so all the barriers, same sex, interspecies relationships. Let them be happy. 
Um, so it shows Puma like running through the desert and it's like Simba same montage. And then you just see Timon like whip past him real quick and he's like, What the hell was that? And he's like, I was trying to go slow so you'd catch up with me. And he's like, Aw, thank you. Um, and he's like, Friends stick together till the end. Um, and they're like, And then we were part of the epic fight. Luau! Okay, let's fucking skip that part. And I'm like, No, it's my favorite part. The cross dressing? Uh-huh. What do you want me to do? Dress in drag and do the hula? Luau. Have <laughs> you hunger for a fat and juicy treat? Eat my poop and eat the Are you aching? <laughs> You're... Oh, thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry. Are you aching? Yep, yep, yep. For some bacon. Yep, yep, yep. He's a big pig. Yep, yep, yep. You can be a big pig, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Needed that. Um, so they see Simba and Scar fighting, and they're like, well, Simba's got Scar handled, but all the hyenas are there. So if Scar starts to lose, the hyenas will just jump on him. No, they're like, oh, I see Simba is handling this diplomatically, as all, as all things should be. And then, like, a fire starts, and they start hitting each other, and he's like, or not. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, we have to get the hyenas away from Scar. And they're like, I know how we do. Oh, Max and, and Ma have showed up at this point. They're like, Timon, we found you. Um, Years of looking yes. and they still pretty much only got to the halfway point. Um, yeah. And so. They, they didn't have a direction. They could have just been going every which way. Except Timon said, I'm going to go to the pointy rock. And Rafiki definitely was there and heard that. Oh, yeah. Rafiki could have guided him. <laughs> um, He's just a dick. So they're trying to distract the hyenas as Max and Ma are digging tunnels because mm-hmm. that's how you build a trap. Mm-hmm. And they try juggling. They try plate spinning. They try the can-can. They try break dancing. Um, and they're like, and when they're break dancing, one of the hyenas is like, encore, encore. And Shenji's like, no, 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 entree, entree. Um, and then out of goddamn nowhere, Timon's like, I know what this is about. Shenzi Marie Predatora Jacqueline Hyena. Will you be my bride? And she's like, huh? And he's like, I know what you're thinking. What would the children look like? She's like, that is wrong on so many levels. And Pumbaa just was like, like, I have been living with this man for how many years? gathering his bugs and fluffing his bed and this bitch of a hyena gets a ring. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Um, so basically they have this like uh, I can't think of what it's called. The machine where it's unnecessary steps. Rube oh, Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. Yeah. They basically have this Rube Goldberg machine trap and one of the steps gets stuck. I mean, sure. It's a tunnel held up by sticks that when you kick out the sticks, it knocks over the sticks and they fall in a hole and down a tunnel and out a chute. They just needed to... Yeah. It's a rudimentary group, Goldberg. But anyway, it's an overly complicated trap and one of the things gets stuck and they're like, oh no, and the hyenas are advancing on Max and Ma and Mm -hmm. Timon dives in and kicks it out and all of the hyenas just fall into a hole and go sliding down this thing like it's a goddamn slip and slide. And not like it's dry rock. Yep. 
Um, it's super dusty. It hasn't had water in forever. It's just chill. Which makes it smooth and slippery. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so right as they fall, uh, Simba flips Scar off of him down a hole into the hyenas. And we all know how that ended up. And they're like, well, we did our job. Anyway, um, and they're like, oh, no, is Timon dead? I'm like, definitely not, as we know how the movie ends. And they're narrating this. Yeah. I... I can't and then okay this is what i was waiting for simba mm-hmm. does a mighty mighty roar oh so mighty so what did i tell you when we were watching the original lions don't really roar mm-hmm. that it's all tigers and i want to say panthers and mountain lion mm-hmm. and a guy and i think i told you his name was todd yes you did uh his name was frank ah frank frank welker uh-huh otherwise known as the voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. He did the lion roars. For all three movies, uh-huh. the TV show Timon and Pumbaa, and the subsequent TV show The Lion Guard. Wow. It's all Frank. Uh, fun coincidence, like later, after we watched Lion King 1 on Reddit, there was like, lion cub trying to roar and it was just that little baby just goes (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to include the sound of a lion roaring right here (laughs) and this is the sound of a lion roar in lion king not the same it's not even a little bit <laughs> here's the sound of a baby lion that was very cute um so simba's like i couldn't have done it without you guys even though he definitely didn't know they were there until the very end after the fight was done yep. um oh no i think he's the one who tells him to dress and dragon do the hula so he does know uh-huh um so, Is that where Timon goes, well, we certainly cut it that way. Yep. <laughs> They're like, man, you guys really saved the day. Yep. Sure <laughs> fucking did. Um, So all of the meerkats are like, he's like, well, man, I know a great place where meerkats can be chill and not scared all the time. It's called Hakuna Matata. And he gets all the meerkats to Hakuna Matata and they're all swinging on vines and drinking vodka double wines and i'm sorry did i just start singing candy man yes um <laughs> tarzan and jane be swinging on a vine mm. candy man drinking on a sip of vodka double wine you're not a christina aguilera fan okay um nope <laughs> so basically all of the meerkats can have happy stressful Put all my eggs in that jessica simpson basket it did not work out <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, if it makes you feel better, you got exactly as much action as all of those boys who had a crush on Christina Aguilera. There you go. Yeah, but Christina had the better career, so at least they have bragging rights over that. Yep. I took Mandy Morris a second, so I'll, I am a little okay with that. Well, you have This Is Us now. Uh, <laughs> can't I just live happily entangled <laughs> with... My dream team of Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. 
parade my mocha across this fucking sofa. You're not allowed to drink out of any mugs near me. I can't. This motherfucker waits until I take the biggest gulp and then he'll say some shit. <laughs> I swear he does it on purpose. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. You just drink enough and I say enough random ass shit that it ends up happening. Thank you. <laughs> um. So it's the big happy grand finale. Everyone's chill. Yay. And it zooms out to the movie theater. And they're like, oh, man, I love that story. I wish I could watch it again. And Puma's like, let's do it. And he's like, we we literally just watched it. And then Ma's like, they were watching the movie. Max, they were watching the movie. We're going to watch the movie again. He's like, we just watched it. And then Simba's like, oh, we're watching the movie. And then Rafiki's like, oh, we're watching the movie. And then Mickey. And then I'm going to read the full list of the rest of the characters who come in. Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Stitch, Pocahontas, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, The Lost Boys, Aladdin, Jasmine, The Genie, Quasimodo, Hugo, Victor, and Laverne, The the Gargoyles from Hunchback, Turk, Baloo, Mowgli, Snow White, All Seven of the Dwarves, Lady, The Tramp, A Hippo from Fantasia, Belle, The Beast, Mrs. Potts, Chip, Dumbo, Flora, Fauna, Merryweather, uh, Brer Bear, The Mad Hatter, and The March Hare. All silhouettes. All silhouettes. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming everyone here has seen the trailer for Wreck-It Ralph. Two or one? Two. Okay. Where all of the princesses are yes. together. Mm-hmm. So did Disney all the way in Lion King one and a half be like, oh no, all of the Disney characters exist in the same universe in a vault together. And then they just make movies. That feels like giving them too much credit. Is it though? Yes. With how I've heard they've approached everything else, yes. They did the Disney, what's it called? It's like the Storytime Fairy Hour and it's like all, it's like five of the princesses sit in a room and like, you know how like Cinderella's like, did I not tell you about that thing that happened at the castle? And they basically put five of the princesses in the room and we're like each telling the stories to each other. And mm-hmm. it's like Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and blah. But they're all in a room sitting and talking to each other. Well, they also had. And that was in like 98. Yeah. They have the Mickey's. Oh, House of Mouse. Yeah. Where, so like they're established that everything's kind of in the same universe and they're cool going back and forth for a while. Oh, my God. If in Wreck-It Ralph, they're like, man. I'm so glad we have the internet. I mean, we used to hang at House of Mouse, but it got shut down. We were all real sad. Like, if they make some kind of reference, I will be so happy. It'll be nice. They won't. No. They would have to listen to this podcast. We're available. We right here. Just shout out our podcast in the movie, and you can have this idea for free. Um, so, yeah, that's. That's uh, Lion King one and a half. Uh, it's cyclical. It starts all over again at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, favorite quote from the original. <laughs> I can't use uh, Jimmy and Gretchen. 
No, because I wanted to and they already heard it. Yeah. Um, then I'm just going to say, I'm not going to, I don't know if it's favorite, but the most memorable for me is Pumbaa, not in front of the kids. And oh, the shame! He wants a shame! Put a change in my name! Oh, what's in a name? And I got down on it! Time to feel! And we found it on not in front of the kids. Oh, sorry. Because for way longer than I should probably admit, uh, had no idea what word he was going to say. Farted. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because that just wasn't a bad word. No. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> Even and it clearly four. showed it. Yeah. It just. I think it's a very bold character trait to have this one of this character's main aspects be that he farts very loud, but then also not to no, give him an asshole. Super, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, they were trying to rhyme it with, like, disheartened. Downhearted. Downhearted. Yeah. Every time that I farted. Yep. So, I'll say that one for the original. Uh... I already know what my favorite was from the original because I put it in the first time and it's Luau. Um, but I would have to say it's the... And I don't know if I did this in the first one too. I, like, I'm going to have the same favorite quotes, which is, that hurt. Yeah. And now it's in the past. Can't hurt you anymore. Deal with it. Or whatever. I'm going to cut that out, obviously, and put the real quote on top of it because Rafiki says it better than I do. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good quote. I like it. Okay. Uh, and then favorite quote from the sequel is, <laughs> you told my son a metaphor. He's an idiot. So I told a boy to find Hakuna Matata. You must look beyond what you see. Oh, a metaphor. Well, actually, it's not a metaphor. You used a metaphor on Timon? He takes things literally. That's it. He's starving out there. I just know it. Max Timon's out there chasing metaphors. I've got to go find him. And the entire proposal scene to the hyena. What are you doing? Shenzi Marie Predatora Veldetta Jacqueline Hyena. Would you do me the honor of becoming my bride? I don't think so. Shenzi Marie, please. I know what you're thinking. We're too different. It'll never work. What will the children look like? Oh, that violates so many laws of nature. Listen to me. The problems of a couple of wacky kids like us don't amount to a hill of termites in this nutty circle of life thing. And so I ask you, if not now, when? If not me, who? I'm lonely. (laughs) Can I be your best man? I think it's kind of hilarious and it's also the uh it's a tuna piccata it's a spinach ricotta i got a lumbada such a wonderful phrase it had this rhythm la dura la dada try this hot tuna frittata mm, now that's not it the spinach armada quiet bumba i'm trying to think a spoon of ricotta two words wormy piccata six mm-hmm. syllables kahuna colada twelve letters a blue enchilada rhymes with Begoons on a planet i think ought to be harder i forget i got a lumbada hey how can you dance at a time like this i'm dying here Ooh, sorry about that pal Ah, Guna Madonna. 
Come again? Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. That whole one. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, my go-to number is eight, but I feel like eight is an appropriate amount for how many Hakuna Matata rhymes he had. Yeah, it was a lot, but I enjoyed it. I don't... My question is, mm-hmm. how much of it is a kid's movie? Because with all of the self-referential meta humor, mm-hmm. with all of these jokes that, like, it's all wordplay, is it just like, oh, it's a nice shiny cartoon? Well, that's what my mom, she always said. Like, I always preferred when you watched Disney shows or Disney movies over, like, Nickelode, like, mm-hmm. over, like, other ones because, like, there was something for the parents in there. Yeah. Like, there was something that we could enjoy while watching the movie. Like, it wasn't like, this is for babies, so it's only for babies. I feel like the entire audience for Lion King One and a Half was anyone who loved Lion King One when it came out. Yeah. And so I think, again, like you said, there was House of Mouse, so Disney was already not afraid to break our brains. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah. I think they probably wanted to do a prequel of, like, how Timon and Pumbaa met up, and then Mm -hmm. they're like, well, it kind of bleeds into the movie, so, like, fuck it, let's just do it. Like, yeah, I think that's probably how it came about. Yeah, because they they already had the the Disney Channel show, the Timon and Pumbaa. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think they just were like, we kind of want to do it, but it's not enough of its own story, so let's just kind of bleed it into the movie and see how it works out. So this is two in a row with me mm-hmm. doing a third iter or third movie. Of a Disney movie mm-hmm. after it had already had a TV show. Mm-hmm. You're special. I know. Ding. I I really know how to pick them. Sure do. <laughs> um, no, and I mean there were other ones that we we could have forced you to do, but I was like, you're doing me a huge favor, so I'm gonna let you do the easy one. Yeah. Um, in case you were wondering what the hell he said at the end of the last <laughs> episode, because I turned off recording and then asked him what the hell did you just say because he said bandit 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 so i said i'll see you the next time you want to do a movie and he said bandit 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 explain so uh smoky and the bandit was so popular they started releasing made for tv movies and i think all so i think there's three smoking the bandits in theaters mm-hmm. and then like another Four mm-hmm. that were just straight to TV. One of which is the title Bandit colon Bandit Bandit. I don't understand what the hell the title's supposed to mean. You just throw Bandit in there three times? But that was me saying, that's the next movie. Clearly that's not how it worked out because I didn't want to watch a lot of Smokey and the Bandits. No, but it was very confusing to me. And I'm like, well, I'll see you around next time. And he went, Bandit. Bandit, bandit. And then I pressed stop and went, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it was like, uh, we'll see you for whatever our next movie is. Yeah. And then I just said, that would be our next movie. And he said it so quietly and so directly into Mike. I thought he said panda, 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 like the fucking designer song. Because he said it in like the same like rhythm and cadence. And I was so confused. Um, but yeah, that's what he was saying at the end of last month's podcast. In case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. Um... So we'll probably see him again. Hopefully not three times in a row. Just because 
you know, I hope I, I like to get some new voices in here. Uh, but well, you will be we in know here. how busy you are between now and next month. Oh, God, don't talk to me. Um, but you have talked about your one friend who might be willing to do a Bring It On sequel. Um, Greg would love to do a Bring It On sequel. So fingers crossed you're listening to Greg a month from now because I've been waiting to do Bring It On Worldwide Cheer Smack since it dropped on Netflix a year ago. I have not watched it so that I could watch it for the podcast with fresh eyes. That's how much I love you guys. I've been wanting to watch Bring It On Worldwide Cheer Smack for a year. A year. Um, but you will probably be on again because I'm yeah. lazy and you live here. And it's in three weeks. <sighs> Stop it. I mean, I can ask Greg. And like, I'm sure Desi would love to do something too. Yes. And uh, Becca's going to do some more. Her husband might do some. I have, uh, well, I don't want to get into specifics because it's still in talks. I do have some hosts of other podcasts who have agreed to be guests. Uh, we just haven't scheduled it. Um, so look forward to that and uh, guesses for who you think it might be from other podcasts, who you want it to be. Let me know. I don't have a podcast for reference. You don't? No. Sklar Brothers. I do need a list of podcasts because I don't get to watch Netflix at work anymore. So I need to learn how to put together podcasts and shit. Uh, to oh, do to. I have a list for you? I know you do. All right, guys. Uh, that is the belated September episode of the Stupid Sequels podcast. Uh, follow us everywhere. Um, and let me know what movies you want to see next. And bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Stupid Sequels podcast. Please subscribe and review so everyone can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Stupid Sequels 2 or email us at stupidsequelspodcast at gmail.com. Every episode is made possible by our sound engineer, Francis Cod. Our logo was designed by Nicole Wiseman at Wyshots. And you can find me online at Callie Blair on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. And remember, even though these movies are stupid, deep down, we really love them.